you have found a Texas Steampunk Connection. I'm Flavio. And I'm Fax. We are your source for steampunk event information in the great free state of Texas. Yes, we also review steampunk movies, books, comics, and games. Also, we're going to talk with celebrity guests from the local steampunk community. Alright, thank you for tuning in, and now on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to another... Episode of uh, Texas Steampunk Connection. I stumbled that one pretty bad. Uh, This is episode 11. 11, yes. Yes. Uh, You will be listening to this uh, on September 11th, if not later. Yep. Um, Hopefully not too much later, because there's some things that are happening this month that you might want to see or go to. uh, Of course, you are listening to uh, Flavio Faz. That's me. And myself, I am Dax. That's him. So we should probably go to the calendar real quick. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let's try to make this real quick here. Uh, first thing coming up would be September 11th. Um, so hopefully, well, if you're already there, then great. But it's a teapot racing up in Wimberley. Uh, oh, 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 yes. The, the so. Wimberley teapot racing uh, event. Uh, you, might al- you might already be there. Um, if you remember, in episode 8, we interviewed the uh, local Wimberley uh, uh, group and spoke to some degree about teapot racing there's and, all kinds of uh, rules and stuff with that too. There's there's a website you can look it up. Teapot racing, uh, but uh, it looks like a lot of fun. They've already got a lot of their teapot racers set, but you've got plenty of time to build your own and wow. come out to Waverly, Texas, and uh, enjoy the <laughs> afternoon in in uh, racing and uh, goofing off. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a blast. I mean, unfortunately, like I said, by the time you listen to this, it might be too late. But just in case. Oh, that's that's like the, today. Yeah, the, I mean the <laughs> exactly. September 11th. If it was today, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, so we're playing with a little this bit. This is time what here. you're missing today. Yeah, you uh, should be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then what's next? All right, so the full moon tour. In, yeah. uh, the Bishop's Palace in that's Galveston. Uh, Galveston, Texas. Uh, Bishop's Palace full moon tour. Yes. Yes, it's um, a beautiful building. Yeah, in uh, Galveston. Yeah, it's uh, September 16th. Hopefully there will still be tickets by the time you listen to this, oh. because I heard they were... They, well, that's the first show. Oh, okay. Their 8 p.m. show is sold out, but they opened uh, a second and then third tour because it was so uh, in demand. Right, so get on that. Buy tickets. Quickly. Um, speaking for myself, I will not be able to make it, but it is a Friday night, and it is a bit of a drive for me. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to Galveston that weekend. So, uh, you are? Cool. I, yeah, sure. I, I might join you. Yeah, Galveston's a beautiful place. I think we've talked about it before. But the architecture uh, is, is very Victorian, and uh, and it's a lot of fun there. Well, that's yeah. also where they have Gal- uh, Dickens on the Strand. In right, December. right, in so, December. So, yeah, we've been there many times. It's, really, it's a great place. Plenty of beautiful restaurants. Well, great food. Great time. And real quick after that would be on the 24th. There's a couple things happening on the 24th. There's uh, the Plano, if you like balloons, there's the Plano Balloon Festival. We've gone to we've gone to balloon festivals dressed up in steampunk before, and I thought yeah. it was a fun time. Yeah. People are usually happy to see us because <laughs> we look good. As will you <laughs> when you go to the 2016 Plano Balloon Festival. Yes, dress up. They'll like it. They'll take pictures of you. I think you work there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what if I can't make it to, to, to Plano? Well, there's something else going on that same day in Rosenberg. Would that be the Rosenberg Railroad Museum? Uh, and another soda? time soda machine <laughs> fountain. So I like says, soda. So, and a time, yeah, time soda. I'm not, I'm not really sure where Rosenberg, Texas is. Where is that, anyway? I assume it's near Houston. Probably. Uh, I'm going to click on the map here. But yes, there's a museum, a railroad museum there. Um, it's about 25 minutes off Highway 59, Highway 6. But yeah, from Houston, around Houston. Um, I've never been to this museum. It sounds like it's going to be fun. If you like, if you oh, like. It's, it's like a suburb of, of Houston, right? Uh, down 69. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. All right, so yeah, museum and another time soda fountain. That sounds like a blast. And that's being hosted by the, uh, or at least what we're looking at, uh, the. Uh, Houston Steampunk Events Group. Uh, so if you're uh, all right. in East Texas or near Houston, by all means, join up with them. The yeah, so, the, so there'll definitely be steampunkers there. Yeah, Houston Steampunk Events, they, they post a lot of good things. That's good. And, of course, this will lead right into our, to our guests because the very next day, 
on the 23rd. Is it on the, is that the very next day? Because that was the 22nd, right? For the balloon, for the, uh, yep, that was the 24th. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, I skipped ahead. I'm sorry. So we'll have to that back up. Day. That's <laughs> so on the 23rd, our guest here, I released a play. And our guests are Nathan and Rick. Hello. Rick, Rick, Rick. I say, I say hello. Rick. the Way Off Broadway community players. Yep. Uh, and Rick is the director? And writer. And writer. Awesome. And Nathan, you're in the play. What are you playing in the play? Uh, my character's name is Malcolm Giles. He's a young uh, private investigator uh, who uh, fancies himself the next Sherlock Holmes. Awesome, because Wait. this is called Sherlock Holmes, the Whitechapel Murders. <laughs> so your character wants to be Sherlock Holmes, but Sherlock Holmes is actually in this play. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, really inspired by uh, Dr. Watson's uh, um, uh, accounts of their adventures uh, that he'd read, and uh, it inspired him to, to, to kind of become a, a, a private investigator, a consulting detective, I, I think is what uh, Sherlock would say. Uh, but yeah. Um, is this a, 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 an original script? This is an original script. Um, started out uh, back in 2013, we did uh, Scandal in Bohemia, which I also wrote and based it off the uh, Conan Doyle short story of Scandal in Bohemia. Um, I wasn't totally satisfied with the ending to it, so I kept uh, writing more story to it. And this is actually the third part of the story. Um, so, yeah, it, this is an original story, not a adaptation okay all right so is sherlock holmes just in the background and you're the main character nathan uh no <laughs> no actually if anything it's it's the other way around sherlock holmes is definitely the main character and i just kind of pop up every once in a while <laughs> okay and, uh, and, and do some stuff uh, malcolm jobs definitely has a key role in the story but uh, he's not on stage as much as Sherlock Holmes and not in the forefront as much as Sherlock Holmes, but <laughs> definitely a key player. Right. <laughs> so are you helping him or hindering him? I'd like to plead the fifth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really can't go into too much detail yeah, without, well, yeah, without we spoiling uh, Right, okay, stuff yeah, we have spoilers. We don't want spoilers, obviously. Right, yeah. Now, Nathan, I do know that... Uh, You've been in uh, the local scene punk scene as well as uh, oh, yeah. the theater for yeah. quite a few years now. Uh, yeah. I think uh, my my first contact with you was at, in 2012, 13, during uh, an Obtanium. Yes. Um, Great times. Uh, yeah, we've, <laughs> we've that, yeah. waxed nostalgic on, about that uh, on the show a few times already. <laughs> um, but you've also done... Uh, 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 Work with with Flavio here. Yes, in, on the the, the radio show. Yes, yeah. one of my fellow cross time players. That's right. Yeah, we actually just had a, a great show just uh, this last week, or I guess it'll have been a couple of weeks by the time this actually yep right goes out. But uh, <laughs> awesome. yeah, um, and you even uh, had a part in writing. Yeah, I did actually. That was uh, it was a lot of fun. We were talking about it, it was back in November, uh, right around Thanksgiving, when I actually wrote that particular script. It, was, it ended up being titled uh, "Horror Among Thieves." When I wrote it, I had nothing. I was like that cool kind of gangstery kind of a thing. That was all I had going for it. And uh, but uh, I had been reading a lot of uh, uh, Hellboy comics, and I had been reading a lot of H.P. Lovecraft. I said, you know what? This would be a fun story, so I kind of I kind of sat down and I I wrote that script out about this this box and this gang of uh, gangsters uh, who stole it and, and all these kind of horror things start happening the kind of uh, the paranoia. So the whole thing was like your your brainchild, uh, basically. Yeah, I I, I kind of gave it the, the 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 crude the idea. I was like, I got this box, I got these characters. Here's where it's gonna go. And then uh, Nikki G, who's also with the, the Crosstime Players, and I, we sat down and kind of worked out just a basic dialogue, kind of an outline to get it there. And then we're like, all right, and we had no idea where to go from here. We didn't know anything about formatting for a radio play, so we sent it off to uh, uh, Saul uh, Ravencraft. And, uh, and, uh, and he filled it all out. And he made filled it, it all real. It was, it was a blast. There's a lot of stuff he added to that script that just – it was great. It was so much fun to read it because it was, it was funny because, like I said, Nikki and I wrote that back in November, you know, mid-December, and then we sent it to, to Saul, and then we kind of took a break from the, the cross-time mm -hmm. cabaret for a little bit, and I had honestly completely forgotten all about it. 
And then I got an email uh, from from Saul like the week before we put it on. I was like, hey, here's the script I finished for you guys. So we're going to go and perform it next week. And I, I read through it. And it was it was great because I could see, you know, what, what Nikki and I had done with it. But you could you could tell just how much work Saul had, had put in on top of that. And, and it, was, it was a great collaboration. You know, it's like I'd love to take credit for this, but. I pretty much, I did nothing. I just kind of said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? And everyone was like, yeah. And then they ran with it. And it, it, was, it was so much fun to work on uh, from all aspects of it, you know, from, yeah, from, it seeing, from seeing it come to life. And it was fun to perform on stage. Um, we, we do have plans in the future to record them and make mm-hmm. a podcast of them as well. Um, who knows when that's going to happen? I keep pushing yeah, and poking. Like a lot of, <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work writing these scripts on a, yeah. on a regular basis. Right. Um, Oh, I guess we should probably take a quick step back and ask the question we always ask is, <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> Rick. If it's appropriate. To yes. Uh, yeah, hopefully. First off, how did you get into steampunk? <laughs> and what is steampunk to you? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, I first got into steampunk. It would have been, uh, I want to say it was the 2010 IckyCon. No, it was 2011. Sorry, it was 2011 IckyCon. Uh, it was my first convention period. I'd never been to anything like this. I know it's kind of more of an anime kind of a geared uh, convention, but I went with uh, with my, she's now my wife, and she had been a couple of times before, and we went with a couple of friends, and I, I came across a, uh, uh, in the gaming room, I guess it was, there's a, a role-playing game that was still in testing. It was called Tefra. We know it well. Right. And uh, that was my first, you know, kind of view of, like, a formal steampunk setting. You know, before that, it was just kind of like, yeah, there's this cool kind of Victorian gearsy kind of stuff. And that was all I'd ever heard about it, you know, and I never had a word for it. I never had, you know, knew about the culture behind it and all this stuff. And, and so I, I kind of got into that, that role-playing game uh, with, with Tefra and, and I got to see that community and I, I would go every Monday to the Dragon's Lair or whatever and play it. And then um, while I was doing that, I got uh, invited to go to one of the first few uh, B3s that we did. That was oh, when we were yeah. selling Opal Divines. And uh, so I started going to those more regularly, and, and that's probably where I met you. But I didn't really like it was just kind of like, hey, that's facts, cool, all right. And that was that was the extent of it, you know. And then you know, but with Sam Tyler and everything, you know, she was bringing to it was really cool watching Sam bring this community together. And we built Unobtainium out of out of the first couple of B threes, uh, and that's when I really started to get more involved in in steampunk as a whole. And um, it's been a lot of fun. And technically, I guess my Kind of what I go for for steampunk is more of a neo-Victorian kind of stuff. If you want to get technical, mm-hmm. I, I don't do the goggles as much. I don't do the gears and the dirty, gritty but stuff. But you do have but the top hats. I've got the top uh, hat and the vests and the ascots and all that. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, you need a nice cane to go with your outfit. That's true. I got one from a, uh, a Renaissance festival. It was apparently supposed to be a sword cane, but we had bought it while we were in high school. And so they took all the sword stuff out of it. So like the I top comes off to do that. Yeah. yeah. So the top of the cane comes off and there's nothing there. So uh, that's my cane. We can that I've had for about like a seven years or something. Right? Like, you know, something useful, right? It's, it's more useful <laughs> than a sword for me, that's for sure. Martini time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, following up, I guess the next part of that question though is what steampunk is to me is it's it's it's, it's not a way of life. It's 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 a community for sure. It, 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 your friends, it's a family almost. But 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 going in and seeing all these different takes on the steampunk, like I said, I kind of go for that neo-Victorian kind of the higher class. But there's that you know there's the engineers. You know, I saw a guy. He had like this full like leather like armor thing going on. He had this cool case for his phone and the gauntlet and all this stuff. And he had this giant wrench he just carried around everywhere. And, and so there, there's so many different facets of steampunk, but it's so great to see it all come together and there is no wrong steampunk. And so you can see one guy dressed, you know, like me with the, the, the vest and the high class sitting there with this guy who's like covered in grime and dirt and stuff. And, and we're just sitting there talking about how cool it is that each other, where you got, you know, where you got this vest or where you can find that top hat or, oh yeah, I know Goodwill's got some great stuff if you go at the right times. And, yep. And all that stuff. So, oh, where did you get that particular piece of filth? <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, so it's 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 great. It's it's uh, it's it's more than just a fandom or, or anything. It's it's this big family with so many different sides to it. And there, like I said, there's no wrong way, and everybody just just is coming together and offering tips and, and tricks and saying, yeah, here's here's how I see it, but I can see where you're coming from, and that looks really cool and all this stuff. And, and there's a lot of there's a lot of love I, I feel in the in the steampunk community that I, I, I don't agree. see in a lot of other places. 
that's cool. That is really cool. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, I feel that way myself. <laughs> now, now, Rick, I we're just meeting you today for mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. so I don't know where you're coming from here. Uh, Are you uh, into steampunk at all? As as far as steampunk goes, I'm kind of on the outside edge. Okay, kind of looking in a little bit. Oh, what's wrong with that? It looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> Nathan's description of it pretty much is what I consider what I'm seeing. Uh, it's a community of a uh, bunch of people that enjoy similar similar things, uh, and. Uh, it's uh, kind of encouraging me to kind of push my way in a little bit farther. Um, so far, it's where I've been is, is more writing Victorian kind of stuff with the Sherlock Holmes yep. stories. Like we say, that's it's close enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean we, 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 we definitely adopt the Sherlock Holmes and and um, all that stuff. I mean, anything Victorian, essentially. I mean, and in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read a book that's actually based on um, – well, it's a comic book I just started. It's called it's Mycroft Holmes, okay. <laughs> his brother, you know, and it's actually has a very big steampunk bent to it. <laughs> there's there's a lot out there with Sherlock Holmes in that whole universe and, and sub-universes that mm-hmm. everyone has created, and, uh, which is just a, a lot of fun for me. I, I really enjoy Sherlock Holmes. I enjoy Conan Doyle, and uh, uh, I really like how that kind of interlaces with steampunk in some ways. So how many plays have you written? Is this your, I mean, have you been getting, how long have you been doing this? Uh, I start. well, I actually started writing in various formats when I was 14, which was many years ago. Oh, so like five, five years ago or so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, theater of the mind here, you know. <laughs> but I, I really started uh, in earnest writing plays about 2008, 2009, and started adapting uh, I adapted a screenplay to a uh, stage play. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the rights to do it. So then I went off and said, okay, what, what, what do I do now to get something put on stage? And I thought, okay, find something in public domain. So I read several things, O. Henry and this and that, and uh, said, you know, Sherlock Holmes, I've always been, I've always liked Sherlock Holmes. And it was a good time because Sherlock Holmes was uh, uh, experiencing an uptick in popularity. So I uh, I took uh, Scandal in Bohemia, which is the only story that Conan Doyle ever wrote that included Irene Adler and adapted it for the stage and uh, really enjoyed that. We performed that in 2013 mm-hmm. um, and wasn't quite satisfied with the ending. So, as I said, continued on. There's a second story that's in the middle there. And then the third story is Whitechapel Murders, which uh, uh, brings the whole Irene Adler trilogy to an end in, in my Sherlock Holmes universe. Okay, so we're catching you at the end of it. The, the third one you said? That's the third okay. one, yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we missed the other two. <laughs> we didn't know about them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but we weren't running this podcast. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, what other uh, sort of Victorian-style uh, pieces have you worked on with the uh, Way Off Broadway players? Uh, there was a show that we did... Well, probably 2014 was uh, Wild Dust. Yeah, uh, which actually took place in the American West, but it was the same time, same time frame, same type of costumes, um, Victorian era. It was 1888 as well. Uh, that's punk. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> punk. There you go. I like that, uh, and that was that was a lot of fun as well. Creating that, I kind of like that era. Creating things in that era. Yeah, I remember that show. That would have been, what, four or five years ago, I want to say? It was, uh, it was, it was one of my first shows with you guys. Yeah. And I remember that because I got cast in it as the dead guy. And so, not a lot of dialogue. So, right, no, I, I was killed <laughs> offstage. Yeah, I was killed offstage before the show started. I was the, the guy who ran the uh, bar slash brothel, and I was killed by one of the girls because I was... Uh, being a little too forward. Uh, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's about the nicest way you can say it. But uh, so we had a lot of fun getting. Or they had a lot of fun dragging me around. So uh, you were a prop. I was a prop. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I remember like, one of like, my, like my favorite stunts. Yeah, basically, <laughs> uh, kind of, sort of. They the, the the premise of the show. It was it was a lot of fun to do. But the the premise of the show was, uh, um, you know, I got killed, and the other girls working there were trying to help the girl who killed me get rid of the evidence 
And then this big dust storm blows into town. So everybody's got to hole up in the saloon where this is happening. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's like all the, all the ladies of town, well, all the guys run off to go and try to save the cattle or whatever. And then at the last minute, some uh, out-of-town uh, cowboy. cowboy kind of guy rolls in and ends up staying in there with us. And so they're trying to get me out into the storm, the, the idea being that it'll, you know, cast his skin off. You know, the fun stuff. And uh, there's a couple of times where they, they drag me downstairs and then somebody comes and they got to hide me real quick. And so there was one there, they're coming down and they're, they're, they're bringing me through and they're like, oh, wait a second, wait a second. And they drop me on the floor. He's only got one boo. It's like, oh, we got to do something. So they prop me up on the bar, you know, leaning over the bar to go in and two of the girls run off to find it. And it was just uh, me and this other girl on stage. And then the cowboy starts walking down the stairs. She's like, ah, ah. And she shoves me over the bar, which just off stage. And bam on the floor behind it. Now, I, I, I'm glad we managed to get that mattress back there, but um, that was fun. And then uh, another fun bit there is in that same same scene, we had, had we had a hole in the wall behind the bar. You couldn't see it from the audience, so I army crawl or tried to be real quiet through this hole in the floor. And then on the other side, there was essentially it was a, it was a giant pillow shaped vaguely like a person that I'd feed back through to where I was. It was so Dead Martin. Yeah, we called him Dead Martin versus you know me, alive Dead Martin. Yes. Um, and uh, so then they had to drag the the stuffed uh, me out of uh, off stage without the audience seeing that it wasn't actually me anymore. <laughs> Just so that way I didn't have to sit there behind the the, the bar for for a half hour. It was easy easier for a couple of small ladies to. Yeah, that's true. I was also twice the size of everybody who had to actually carry me. So that was uh, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. So being dragged around by a bunch of women. I don't see how I don't see the downside on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the, the other reason we had Tim Martin back there was because uh, I had one of the girls standing on top of him. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, rather than stand on top of Nathan, you had the, you know, the dog. Yeah, okay. I make noises when I'm, you know, squished and stuff. And so we, uh, we decided to try and avoid that as much as we could. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you actually, you got me typecast as a dead guy. A lot of shows we did, especially early on. Yeah. I was the, you know, the very first show I did was a melodrama, you know, the crazy, ridiculous, over-the-top, silly, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. My role was I walked on stage in the very first scene well, I forget the setup. It was uh, the, the hero says something. like, I only shoot liars. And then I walk up and it's like, hey, y'all going to Austin? I'm a politician. And he just, without missing a beat, <laughs> drops me. So uh, and that was my very first show on way Broadway. I had the one line in the very first scene. And that so was it. So you, you, you've, been, you've been typecast. I've been typecast, yeah. I have, I have a tendency to cast him and kill him. Well, paying your dues. <laughs> paying a lot of dues. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, you guys owe me at this point. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, how many plays have you been in this? With oh boy, uh, too many. Uh, too many. So, as a way off Broadway <laughs> community players, you've yeah, been- I've been with them. This is going to be the start of my seventh season uh, with Way Off Broadway. Um, and it's one and show I a do. season. Yeah. <laughs> two shows, at least three. Six? Wait, we yeah, did. Well, the Way Off Broadway does six. Right. Wow. And I do usually I average at least half of those. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, so that's yeah, that's why you guys end up not seeing me for a long stretch of time. Uh, I, I just didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody likes you with that. And actually, yeah, no, Sherlock Holmes is my fourth consecutive show. Uh yeah, because I did I did uh That's right. Uh the the nun play. It was uh, yeah, getting into the habit, which was another world premiere that we did. I didn't write that one, that was written by uh, lady out in California, mm-hmm. but that yeah, and that was a blast to do. Yeah. And then uh, we went right into uh, the next show, which was uh, a murder is announced, which mm-hmm. is an, an Agatha Christie uh, 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 show. So I got to do a British accent in that one. It was the 1950s, and I got to be the the alcoholic young man in the background of every scene. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a lot of fun to play. So, and, uh, so uh, stretching yeah. your acting ability. Yeah, right, yeah, right. And uh, and then the one after that was the the melodrama, and I wasn't actually in that one. It was my uh, first time as an assistant director. I'm trying to kind of move behind the scenes and kind of get more involved with the theater. And uh, we had a great show. We had a great cast in that one. It was a lot of fun working with everybody there. And then we move right into Sherlock. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping I get to take a break after that's, this. But that's, we'll yeah, see. That's, yeah. that's a lot. I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at here. It's like this. This is scheduled to be released on September 23rd. 
Mm-hmm. And then four weekends. Four weekends, yep. So I see September 23rd, 24th, and the 30th. Right. And then not first, so. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and then October so 1st. 8th, 14th, and 15th of October. So right. th- straight through the middle of October. Mm-hmm. At 8 p.m. Uh, we do have one matinee on, what is September 2nd? October 2nd. October 2nd. At 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, so the Whitechapel murders, is, isn't that... Okay, so this is an original script. Original script, but, but it, yeah, let's say it sounds familiar. So it's based on an actual story from Sherlock Holmes, right? Or no, it happens in Whitechapel. Jack the Ripper happens in Whitechapel, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> oh, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I've ruined the whole thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> because uh, one thing that happens in uh, Whitechapel murders is that uh, uh, prime suspect in this story is Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Oh. What, what, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what he gets for snooping around. <laughs> yeah. There, there are reasons for that too. He knows a little bit too much about what's going on, and um, someone shows up dead that he knows quite well. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. So it's more, now it's personal for him. It could be. Wow. This time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. Is it, it's not you, is it, Nathan? <laughs> Are you the no comments. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, I'd be disappointed if they didn't kill him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's what the people want to see. Yeah. Is a dead Nathan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we do have uh, one scene that uh, some special effects, special lighting effects, special makeup effects uh, that are that, that should be pretty good. Uh, we've got. Uh, a young lady doing our special makeup effects that was on the fourth season of Face Off. If you oh, I've seen that show. I watched that show. Yes. I probably recognize her if I see her. Yeah, uh, her name is Jenna Green. She's a fantastic makeup artist. I can't say enough good things about her, and I can't say enough about how lucky we are to have her working with us. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, she definitely should know her stuff. I mean, she to, to even get on that show, Face Off, you have to you have to already know oh, a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. Because that's that's a, that's some stiff competition in that show. I just watched it. <laughs> Good stuff. I saw the movie. I, I don't think. No, no. <laughs> Although the makeup in that movie is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like they make him look just like John Travolta. Yeah, I mean, it was with that whole swapping there. <laughs> I was I was convinced. Yeah. <laughs> I worked really hard on my hair, and you hit it. <laughs> so who was that? <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so let, that's uh, some of the stuff that's going on in that, uh, and it's uh, some fun sets and fun show. Sherlock Holmes is his old self. I see. Oh, I just know. I just realized you guys are in Leander. We Actually, are, I think I already knew that, but yeah. <laughs> we are on uh, old twenty two forty three between Baghdad and one eighty. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really easy, right. really easy to get there. Uh, the parking is dirt cheap, like nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a picture of it. You park on dirt. No, it's literally a, <laughs> well, if you find the right spots, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's plenty of parking. It's a it's a really nice facility. Uh, we've got uh, over a hundred seats in the theater, mm-hmm. and it's uh, everything's it's, close. It's do you usually fill it? Uh, we have filled it several times. Yeah. Uh, so it's so better, it's to better to buy it. tickets ahead of time. Make sure. That's make reservations. reservations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Make reservations. Uh, at wobcp.org. <laughs> That's wobcp.org. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the P. Yeah, the most of important part. We'll link it. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There'll be a link on our Facebook page on you know, Texas Steam Point Connection Facebook page. Yeah. And obviously, <laughs> this is this is the first time we've done it. It's the world premiere of this show. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm going to be out of town that weekend, but I'll try to make it the next weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four weekends. Yeah. A few weekends. <laughs> don't have to make it just on one day. Yeah, that's that's why we do more than one show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do you do you have any idea what shows you might be uh, go moving toward after the show? Uh, yes, kind we of, do. What um, season lineup you have? Yes, we, we do. Yeah, it's all it's all up on the website right now, or yeah, is that it, it, it is, is up right? right. I'm glad I'm not the only one who has to go to the internet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? What? Goodbye, Charlie? Is that new Goodbye, or old? Charlie. That is, um, there was a movie called Switch that was based on that with Ellen Barkin in it. Basically, Charlie 
as a womanizer. And he dies right before the play opens. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, not Nathan. I was going to say, that, yeah, I was like, this sounds like the story of my career. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, uh, and then the, uh, he, he gets to come back as a woman. <laughs> Since he was a womanizer in life. He that does sound familiar. Yes. Okay, all right. So is that the next one coming up, or is that's, that one you've already that's done? That's the one after Sherlock. Okay, Park. yeah. Okay. And, and I see, send no, send me no flowers after that. Send me no flowers is about a guy that is a hypochondriac. And then he dies. No. No. Okay. <laughs> he thinks he's dying. <laughs> okay, all right. So it's not Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> no, not he thinks he dies. <laughs> uh, and because he overhears his doctor talking about another patient oh. that uh, oh. is dying. And... Uh, so he, he starts to put his affairs in order and tries to find a suitable next husband for his wife. <laughs> okay. Of course, his wife thinks he's having an affair. <laughs> because he's acting so... Husband. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> because he's acting so strange. Wow. Okay. And then I see all because of Agatha. What all because she of do? Agatha has nothing to do with Agatha Christie. Um, this is uh, where this couple buys a house in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, and every year, on a certain night, it's visited by this kind of a destructive witch by the name of Agatha Forbes. Um, and everything's going just fine and dandy. And the, this couple decides that they are going to have a farewell dinner for Agatha um, on her next visit. And things from there become just convoluted, crazy, funny, just a, a, a funny show. Sounds like you do a lot of uh, comedies. We do mostly comedies. That's what uh, our audience is like. They like well, comedies. Well, sure. But I also <laughs> I feel like those are the hardest things to pull off. Um, yeah. They can be. We seem to, to be able to do them fairly well. All right. Our audience well, is like that. And, yeah, we get, we get it consistently. We get a, a great group of uh, people show up to auditions. You know, it's it, we, we've got you know, kind of a core group that likes to, to show up. You know, like I said, I do half the shows out of the year. Um, but, but there's a couple other guys that, and, and girls that show up, and, and we always get you know new faces every once in a while that always always just blow us out of the water. No, oh, yeah. And uh, but but it's it's great because we we it, we build a chemistry backstage, you know, with the actors, and that really helps with, with the comedies, you know. Cause I, if you I don't, believe it. Yeah. Yeah, because if you if you're not you know just just connecting with with your actors mm-hmm. on stage, it, it shows. And so we've had consistently great people show up, both in skill and just in personality, just to be around. And that mm-hmm. it makes it so much easier to do these uh, these comedies and stuff. Yeah, I've had I've had the good fortune to direct several plays where I had new people come in mm-hmm. that were just fantastic. Uh, yeah. Our Sherlock Holmes this time, his name is Bill Craig. He uh, came to the auditions for uh, Scandal in Bohemia, and I cast him in a small role, and he just he blew me away, and he yeah. stayed, and he's just been fantastic in, in multiple multiple shows mm-hmm. yeah i mean well from, from being on the radio play with uh, nathan here nathan's pretty good too um <laughs> well thank you thank you i mean i mean you know even though it's, it's, you're not on stage it. doing the, i mean you're reading the script we're reading it but you know we're acting like we're on the radio so we don't right. have to actually do movements and everything but still you know you you act it you you're there <laughs> you're in yeah. the character yeah. Yeah. I, I need that ego boost tell me more tell me more close your ears you know, and I was like, oh, <laughs> for when he read for Malcolm Giles, there was just no question. It was, it was going to be Nathan. That's <laughs> just all, all there was to it. So he, no break for him, huh? Yeah, no break for him. <laughs> so after after that one, I see Double Wide Texas. Double Wide Texas. Is that about a trailer park? I relate to. Is that about a trailer park or something? Yeah, there's a this trailer park. In, in Texas, and they uh, they are fighting to be annexed into the town. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to stop that accent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's catching, isn't it? But uh, uh, a couple of developers show up in town, wanting to turn it into more of a big city thing, and they don't want that at all. Uh, so that's that another hilarious one. Um, there's uh, a group of writers, uh, Jones, Hope, and Wooten, that do a lot of these Texas uh, plays. And we've done at least one of them 
for the past three years mm -hmm. because they are just so funny and our audiences just love them so much. Wow. And yeah. this year we're actually doing two of their plays. The, it's great, that, it's great that, they, that they stick around and they, you know, yeah. <laughs> continue writing for you guys. Uh, well, and, and they, they actually write for more than just us. They're uh, nationwide. Awesome. Uh, yeah. in, That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> they get in. Um, the next play that we do, Tell Beth Do Us Part, is also them. But it's a little bit of a departure. Uh, it's not the, the Texas, uh, I don't want to say redneck, but almost redneck kind of play. Uh, Tell Beth Do Us Part is about a, uh, a lady that that's kind of drowning in her business. Uh, and she brings in this other lady, Beth, to, to help her out with, with the business. Um, and uh, eventually tries to take over the business. Uh -huh. So, and... Um, the also, another, another comedy. <laughs> another comedy. Uh, I don't know. I can see that as a very dramatic sort of plot. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's funny. Okay, uh, yeah, good. And she, because Suzanne, the, the, the woman that's kind of drowning in her business, she's not getting any help from her husband at all. And uh, so Beth comes in as the new assistant. Uh, she's highly motivated. She starts taking things over and um, makes make so many changes and, and convinces Suzanne that maybe Gibby needs to go. The husband needs to go. <laughs> so that, that's yeah, about when he yeah. tries to take charge, hmm. which he has never done before. Really. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting situation. <laughs> that, that, could all, that could sound like a dark comedy as well. Yeah. <laughs> like a, it's, the guy's got to go. It's funny because <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. Those, writers, <laughs> those writers, it's a comedy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, and, and have you decided you're going to be in any of those, Nathan? Or is it I like haven't already decided. Been cast or no, it's, <laughs> do you get a choice at this point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it depends. Uh, I like to take breaks sometimes, but then there, there's been times where we don't have enough guys show up to to auditions, especially guys in my general age group. And uh, I get that phone call later that night. I was like, hey, Nathan, you doing anything for the next 10 weeks? <laughs> uh, not anymore. So, <laughs> Well, you have to, you, in the future, you got to make time for the radio players. Right, know? right, right. And that's, that's the thing. I guess Well, we're talking about that, though, is that we're always looking for more people to, to audition. Like I said, we, we do uh, six shows a, a year, mm -hmm. and we haven't had, you know, a bad audition yet. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's always fun working with everybody, and we always love seeing new faces. So, if any of you guys uh, listening or looking for some shows to do, yeah, you can always check us out. It's, uh, out yes. Yeah, the website's uh, wbcp.org, and it's got our full lineup. It's going to have dates for all of our auditions and everything. Uh, if you guys are looking for anything to do, <laughs> like I said, I, I got a face for radio, so I'm not. <laughs> well, what do this face? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you're a writer director. Accurate. Uh, you're in them as well. I yes, uh, I've been acting since uh, with Way Off Broadway since uh, April of two thousand two. Oh, I've done over twenty five shows on stage, and then the shows <laughs> the directing, and then a the couple of writing. And so yeah, it sounds like it keeps you busy. <laughs> it does, and I love every second. Of oh yeah, it. it's so much fun. And any of these plays that they, I mean, they pretty much they, they're a one time at your at your theater, and then that's it. You never see them again, or do they, uh, do, no, they most, do other people most, take them on the road or something? Most of these plays are plays that are available nationally, mm -hmm. uh, and can be any any theater can put them on that, that wants to. Uh, we've done Neil Simon plays. Uh, we've done plays that are that have been popular on Broadway. Mm -hmm. um, one play that we did several years ago called Moon Over Buffalo. Starred uh, uh, Carol Burnett on Broadway. Okay, wow. Uh, we've done Rainmaker, Bus Stop. Uh, well, how about well, like the ones you ripped, the ones you have written? Like Are this you one, able to Sherlock put those Holmes out and make them available across? Interesting. Yeah, and as soon as this one is over, uh, both Scandal and Bohemia and Whitechapel Murders are going to be available for any theater in the country or in the world to put on. Wow. <laughs> Have you, has anybody shown interest? Uh, well, I haven't done a lot of marketing, awesome. so nobody knows about him yet. Okay, okay, nobody knows yet. <laughs> Crossing her fingers, hoping so. You yeah, know, but, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it'd be cool to get my name on there because I always love reading the, the, the scripts in the beginning. It's like this show was first produced this place at this time, and these were the actors that were in the original actor. And my goal is to have my name in that script 
somewhere. So, <laughs> so I was like, hmm, who's this Nathan guy? You know, and they're not going to know who I am, but my name's on the script. So, ha ha. <laughs> it's on two scripts now. Woo! All right, so you know, you'll, you'll be famous soon. Yeah, <laughs> even if nobody knows who I am. That's right. <laughs> so know your name. Right. Now, I've never talked to somebody who writes and directs and wants <laughs> and plays, so I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of running out of things to talk about here. Ah, hmm, there's got to be something of interest. Yeah, is there anything else that uh, uh, you'd like to bring up before we wrap this up? Um, well, I'm starting to get into screenwriting, too. Really? <laughs> I, I just wrote a short film that hopefully I'll get uh, get produced within the next year and then submit it to South by Southwest. Well, if you're looking for actors, uh, <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you could do one of those roles. I try. And, and you wouldn't have to die. Oh, can you tease well, us with any details? Or is uh, it still... it's, it's, it's a very short film, but it's called The Encounter. Uh, it's... The, the two main characters are an older guy that's alone and not uh, not got much going for him and, and you know not much of a, a guy that we, you would think of as, as gregarious or anything. And a, uh, so you wrote a story about me. And sitting in a bar. Drinking, Sounds familiar. Drinking his beer, smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. and uh, in walks the most gorgeous woman in the world. Well, now we're into fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but she's on you. You're free. Uh, we got this role for you. Now. She doesn't have anything to do with him. Oh, that's not familiar. Anybody else in the bar? She's just there to visit her bartender friends. Hmm. I think that has. I think I have been in that situation before. She just happens to sit down. The only bar stool available is right next to our main character. How convenient! <laughs> <laughs> and, it, I, and it goes from there. <laughs> and it goes from there. Yes. Awesome. Well, having lived it, I think I already know how it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's not what they have. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, that's right. We're dubbing the fantasy. So. <laughs> so. so hopefully that'll be at the 2018 South by Southwest. It sounds good. Nice. And what was it called again? The Encounter. The Encounter. Okay. Yeah. That's that's awesome. There's been several people doing web series now. In fact, there's a, there's a group of people I know called that are making a web series called Robin, as in Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. I saw a casting call. They're always that, casting. Actually, I think yeah. you have the face for it. You are the hair for yeah. it. I, <laughs> well, I saw. I was. I can't remember the name of the website, but I saw. I saw the casting for that, and, and they were they were they were casting for for Dick Grayson for for Nightwing, and I was mm-hmm. like, I could do that. And then I like, must have a background in wrestling and gymnastics, oh. and all this stuff. I was like, uh, I can barely make it up the stairs without losing my breath. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> You, you could have faked it. It's like, yeah. It's like, watch me tumble on the ground. Woo! You know, yeah, are, I, are, I come are, from the Andy Kaufman school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we actually I have the James T. Kirk method of kung fu. <laughs> hey, they might be able to come up with a double-handed overhead you. punch. Because like, we got, my, we have a friend, Jeffrey. You know Jeffrey? Yeah. He just got, he just got cast as Impulse in that show. Oh, wow. Who's a speedster? Right. If you don't know if you don't know comic books. <laughs> well, you know, Joe, my housemate. Yeah, he's in it, or he works on it a lot yeah. in the background and stuff. Part of the crew. I think he makes props. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, there's definitely acting ability, acting opportunities out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have a resume for it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of, a lot of opportunities. There. But then again, I don't think the the way off Broadway community players are going to want to let you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't gonna, think we can stop. No it. time for him. <laughs> So I don't know. Uh, just right off the bat, off the mind here, is there anything steampunk that you that you're into? Any kind of movies or novels or comics that you that you particularly like that you know maybe I haven't heard of? <laughs> uh, none. I, I, there's none that I could say that you probably haven't heard of. Um, but, well, what are you into? Honestly, I. I I, I've gotten flat for saying this before, but I actually enjoyed Wild Wild West. We've heard that, and I like that um, movie. Yeah, Wild Wild West. West. yeah. You say what you want about the plot, about the story, but it was a lot of fun watching. You know, the effects and the gadgets and everything. That was really, it was really what I liked about that more than more than anything else in that. And the Fredo. 
<laughs> I've been going back and uh, watching the old the old TV series, mm-hmm. and um, I, I mean it's it's dated, but it's enjoyable. I'm still really liking it. Right. You know. Yeah, I, ne- I never really thought about that as steampunk, but it is. Mm-hmm. Really oh yeah, with the gadgets and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, like I was saying, I I never had words for it, but I had like is like leather and gears and cowboys. You know, it's. <laughs> It's wild, wild west. Exactly. I mean, you know, and us being in Texas, that's more steampunk for us than right. like England. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I see you brought a script. Is, is, is there anything you want to you want to give us a sample of your acting ability here? Um, if, you have, if you want, you don't have to. Because what I what I was thinking, I, I brought it just in case uh, you wanted to do anything. But it's like, uh, oh gosh, go think, on. Yeah, I got to jump. The one I was thinking was what we did for the audition piece. Yes, that would be good. That would, yeah, it's this the least spoilerific part that I have. <laughs> You're not going to give away the ending. I basically no. I'm a walking exposition machine, so I. Uh, <laughs> I guess if uh, if you want to do All right. so. Rick, Rick and Nathan are about to read an, esper, an excerpt and this is, uh, of their play. This is Sherlock Holmes and Malcolm Giles uh, when uh, Malcolm Giles first walks into uh, Sherlock's study. Uh, Mr. Giles, I believe. Yes, sir, Malcolm Giles. And do I have the pleasure of addressing Holmes, Sherlock Holmes. Mr. Holmes, oh, I thought the address was familiar. I can't believe it. I'm in the presence of the great Sherlock Holmes. And you, sir, you must be the famous Dr. Watson. Well, in tidbits, I've studied him at great length. I am who I am because of those accounts. A private detective. Yes, but not quite as good as you, of course. No. You are hired to follow people and report on their actions. You do not solve cases. Well, no, not currently, but I do hope to do more. And who is your current employer? What do you mean? Someone has hired you to follow someone. Who hired you? I'm not at liberty to say. And who's to say that I don't have multiple clients at this time? Are you at liberty to say when you were hired? I think I should be going. Gone. Sir, if you'd please allow me to pass. I don't believe Sherlock is quite finished with you. I'm warning you. John, do you have your pistol with you? I believe I shall stay for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Good so well, kind of working on that accent. Pulling the cockney, okay? A little bit, yeah. So that's what that's what y'all have to look forward to, and it sounds like it's gonna be a great play. I, I I'm gonna definitely try to make it, since it's well, obviously not the first weekend. Like I said, I'm gonna be out of town, but you, luckily you have more than one weekend. Yeah, between the 23rd of September and the 15th of October, uh, Friday and Saturday night, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, eight. eight, excuse me. <laughs> no, those are the editions. I'm reading down too far. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Right. And uh, adult tickets, $20. You can call in advance to reserve uh, a seat. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's, mm-hmm. that's important. Yes. <laughs> um, we do have discount tickets for seniors, for students, and for military. And, mm-hmm. and child tickets are $10. Mm-hmm. Right. The, 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 the discount tickets for, for seniors and students in the military are $15. That's for three of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm going to go see this thing at yeah. least once. And I, I did want to say there's, there's another character in this that is an original character uh, that was in, in uh, the White... Or, uh, this is the White Town. I was in Stanley Bohemia is the character of uh, uh, Ida Parrish. Ida Parrish. She got a last name this time. She didn't have one the first time. And I love the story behind that because it is actually... It's, my wife is actually cast in that role and she is reprising the role. But I love the, the original story behind it was it was three nameless... Thugs, basically, and we in had your wife was a thug. Well, I was a thug. This <laughs> other guy was a thug, and we needed another thug. So I was like, uh, Lisa can be a thug. So she was a thug, and we kind of morphed it into into um, a lady of the evening. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, 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 it's, it's, <laughs> she's my wife, so I have to say good things about her. But I, I honestly do mean it. She's fantastic in this in this in this role. Not yeah, just yourself. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> she's fantastic all around. But but, but she she really there's a lot of fun watching this particular character go from nameless thug into Ida, 
and and I believe the name was originally Idaho. But yeah, that was the unofficial <laughs> cast name. Yeah. Uh, we we changed that to Parish uh, this time around, and uh, but but she's she's bringing that role back, and it's it's been so much fun watching her bring that, that up. Character stage, yeah. has developed from nameless thug into uh, almost anonymous prostitute into Ida Parish, and. It, it, it's interesting seeing the the development of that character along the way also That's the way it's written and the way she's doing it um, so she's she's, she's on her more, way to be famous she, she's a lot more than <laughs> infamous. just infamous sorry. <laughs> but she's that's a lot all, more than just the nameless thug yeah well, so that's how that's how um the famous harley quinn got started she was just mm-hmm. a nameless background person working for the joker and then she just went on from there and became the famous holly quinn so yeah. <laughs> it can happen a movie coming out sometime <laughs> yeah. in the future yeah it's pretty cool stuff yeah and there's, uh sorry um uh, there's how do i say this both ida and malcolm are from the same general area in england okay and that's really all I should say about that because I'm in the middle of writing another story. So we don't have to actually have seen the last one to watch this one. No. Okay. So it, no, you, no. we walk, we go in and see everything that's going on. No, no background needed. Yeah. Um, so don't feel like you missed out if you no, don't see the okay, first, no. the next one, or the ones before. That's uh, I, yeah. The way I write things, I don't want. I want them to be able to stand on their own. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So that the audience doesn't have to think. Okay. Well. What, what happened in this? What, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. That's what's that's great. Excellent. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're about well, we're coming up on fifty some odd minutes. So I mean, you know, time flies, doesn't it, guys? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. I want to thank you both for for going over. And yeah. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for having much. us. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the play. <laughs> Me too. So. Thank you very much again. Um, once uh, all the links will be up on our Facebook page, Texas Theme Punk Connection. Uh, yeah, it's only going to be one major link, the Way Off Broadway Community Players link. <laughs> all the information you need will be there. So you know, until next time, um, mind your gauges. This has been the Texas Theme Punk Connection. Music was Doc Brown's Cakewalk by Charles L. Johnson, recorded back in 1899. Be sure to give us a like at our Facebook page, Texas Steampunk Connection, where you will find links to related topics on this episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, mind your gauges. gauges.